fellow people of Earth and Anchor and Spotify podcast listeners, welcome to the January 12th, 2023 Midday Movie Madness Weekly Weekend Warrior Podcast. I'm your host, Movie Girl. Happy birthday today to my Aunt Angie Barton of Franksville, Wisconsin. She shares her birthday with pop singer Zayn Malik, the late actresses. Naya Rivera and Kirstie Alley, who unfortunately would have turned 72 today. Actor Nathan Gamble, Amazon co-founder Jeff, Jeff Bezos, radio show host Howard Stern, comedian and actress Issa Rae, the late radio show host Rush Limbaugh, and metal singer Rob Zombie. Holy guacamole Batman, the night... 1966 live-action Batman TV show premiered exactly 57 years ago today. Also debuting on this day was 2001's Save the Last Dance, the 2001 Lizzie McGuire TV show, 2007 Stomp the Yard, the, the King of the Hell TV show, and many others. Tomorrow... The very first Friday the 13th of 2023, Patrick Dempsey, Orlando Bloom, Liam Hemsworth, and screenwriter Shonda Rhimes all have birthday. MC Hammer's classic 1990 song, You Can't Touch This, 2006's Glory Road, 1995's Legend of the Fall, 2022's first season of the Peacemaker TV show, and ugh, dare I even mention it, the 2016 mega flop. Uh, monster trucks all debuted on that day. January 13th also happens to be public radio broadcasting day. I would like to give a shout out to all my fellow DJs, radio DJs out there, including Cape Cod DJs Lisa Zincius, Stephanie Viva, Steve McVeigh Solomon, Dan Mahoney, Slater Merriman, Connor McGough, Lori Lori Lawson, Mina Green, Slater Merriman, and all the other DJs worldwide. I made some mistakes on last week's show. I goofed up and forgot that day was Cassandra Adelman's son Cole's first birthday. That was oopsie number one. I also forgot to mention that Angie Bartson's granddaughter, Jane O'Brien, soccer kicked her away to nine years old on Saturday, January January 7th. That's oopsie number two. Happy belated birthday, Jane. Your birthday gift will be a little late. I also forgot to mention Cassie Steinberg's adorable niece, Addie Steinberg, turned one years old on January 8th. Now, Monday, January 16th, isn't just Martin Luther King Day. It's also the birthdays of Todd McCabe, happy birthday, Jordan and Brett Bell's daughter Penelope, who turns two, the late R&B singer Aaliyah, Hamilton and In the Heights creator Lin-Manuel Miranda, who will also be doing original songs for the live-action Little Mermaid remake coming out in May, Halloween director and composer John Carpenter, the late Betty White, who would have been 101, Jim Carrey, the late boxer Muhammad Ali, who passed in June 2016, comedian Steve Harvey, Michelle Obama, and the voice of Mufasa and Darth Vader himself, 
James Earl Jones. Can y'all believe that January 17th marks 84 years since the eight-time Oscar-winning romantic drama Gone with the Wind, considered one of the, by many to be one of the greatest films in history, came to theaters? Other January 17th film debuts include 1997's Beverly Hills Ninja, 2003's Kangaroo Jack, 2020's Bad Boys for Life and Doolittle, and 2014's Ride Along. Nils Montan, Winnie the Pooh author A.A. Milne, wrestler-turned-actor Dave Bautista, Kevin Costner, who just won a Golden Globe Tuesday night for his role in Yellowstone, have birthdays January 18th. To rephrase the famous baseball speech from Field of Dreams, if you release it, they will come. Maybe. The holiday season wasn't much to talk about, apart from a few blockbusters. Uh, But 2023 is getting off to a fabulous start. One of those blockbusters is still pulling in crowds, and the first major 2023 release is doing big numbers. It might have even been number one if one of history's highest-grossing films of all time wasn't keeping a secure grip on the box office ground. James Cameron's Avatar The Way of Walter had the fourth week as had its fourth week as box office king of the world with another $45 million, the second best fourth weekend of all time, behind, of course, 2009's original Avatar. Its domestic total of $516 million is the eighth highest total ever for a film out after 24 days and the history's fifth best fourth weekend. Avatar has moved into the $600 million era, I mean, area with numbers ahead of Marvel's The Avengers, which took $36 million in Fendi Stones in its fourth week for a total of $513 million up to that point. Remember, The Avengers had the whole 2012 summer ahead of it to get to its eventually eventual $623 million. The Way of Water now faces an empty look in January with kids returning to school and little to challenge it until M. Night Shalaman's Knock at the Cabin comes, well, a knocking? February 3rd. A total around $20 million will keep it past the Avengers, and it only needs, oh, $620 million to become one of the top 10 highest-grossing domestic films ever. TheRap.com said yesterday it will pass $1.75 billion at the global box office, putting it approximately $150 million away from passing what currently stands as the highest-grossing film of the pandemic era, Sony Marvel's Spider-Man No Way Home. It was a year ago that No Way Home became a cultural phenomenon as a Spider-Man cross-off crossover two decades in the making, while other films saw their box office fortunes killed by bad word of mouth and older moviegoers staying inside home amidst the COVID-19 Omicron surge, No Way Home was unstoppable, amassing an $814 million domestic total that stands is the high, third all-time highest before inflation and a $1.1 billion overseas total without the aid of China. 
So no way home. You might want to watch your back. Because Avatar 2 is coming for you. It's not really a surprise given the high buzz. But the runner-up spot went to the first major 2023 horror film, Megan. The film scared up a terrific $30.2 million to kick off the new year. This, this is the, this, literally the second best opening weekend to start any new year off behind, behind The Devil Inside, which had $33.7 million possessions, and ahead of Insidious, The Lost Key, which made $29.5. Um, a little note to Hollywood. You might want to save your November and December horror films for the first January weekend. If you doubt that, see if you notice a link between in the next seven twi- films in the top ten list Megan just entered. White Noise, 2005, Texas Chainsaw Ma- 3D, Hostel, Paranormal Activity, The Marked Ones, Escape Room, The Woman in Black 2, The Angels of Death, and Underworld Blood Wars. Not only that, but the critical that critical response is phenomenal. Megan has a certified fresh and 94% on Rotten Tomatoes. So it's no wonder Blumhouse Studios is already developing a sequel. Third place went to Puss and Boost, The Last, the Last Wish, with 14 million glasses of milk. I do have some... I have some sad news. Last night, People.com reported that 98-year-old stage and screen actress Carol Cook, a protege and friend of Lucille Ball, passed away from heart failure. Cook, who had been 99 Saturday, is best known for her roles as Molly Ringwald's handsy grandmother, Helen, in Sixteen Candles, and as Bessie Limpet in 1964's The Incredible Mr. Limpet. She also appeared in I Love Lucy and its spinoff, The Lucy Show, The Gauntlet, Granville, USA, American Gigolo, Grey's Anatomy, Palm Springs Weekend, Summer Lovers, and many others. It was also announced last night, 78-year-old Rock of Roll Hall of Famer and eight-time Grammy-winning artist Jeff Beck passed away suddenly after contracting bacterial meningitis. Speaking of deaths, it looks like Sierra Mist will be going the way of New Coke, Pepsi Blue, High C Ecto Cooler, Crystal Pepsi, Tab Soda, Sprite Remix, and many others. Sorry, but the 24-year-old soda's run is officially done. Today.com announced yesterday saying one soda company is taking the leap from the mountains directly into space, so to speak. On January 11th, PepsiCo announced the launch of Starry, a new lemon-lime soda that will replace the company's entry into the clear and citrusy carbonated space, Sierra Mist. PepsiCo's new astrally named soda aims to be to better compete with direct competitor Sprite, which is owned by Coca-Cola, and 7-Up, which is owned by Keurig Dr. Pepper. Shocking. So if you like Sierra Mist, you might want to stock them now before it vanishes from the stores. So sad. But in better news, 
Tuesday, the trailer and poster for the remastered 25th anniversary re-release of Titanic, which turned 25 in December, dropped. The, and the, tra- the trailer for the Judy Bloom adaptation, Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret, which comes out in April, dropped just a few hours ago. Yesterday, it was announced that the Fast X trailer will debut February 10th, just two days before the Super Bowl. Hollywood is having a big baby boom. People.com announced last night Jenna Johnson and Val Chimerkovsky's Baby Boy is Here. The Dancing with the Stars couple who tied the knot in 2019 welcomed their son on Tuesday. The couple announced their little one's arrival Wednesday by simultaneously sharing a, bl- a black and white photo of the newborn holding onto his mom's thumb as Chimonovsky, 36, cradled both their hands on his own. Our world is forever changed. Heart emoji. One ten twenty three. The dancers captioned the first photo of their baby boy. The couple did not share any further details about their new addition, including his name. Claire Danes and Hugh Dancy are expecting their third child. Singer Jesse J is pregnant with her first child, as is tennis star Naomi Asuka, who posted an ultrasound pic on Instagram January 11th. Nikki Reed of Twilight fame and the Vampire Diaries alumni Ian Somaldhaler, her husband, are expanding their coven, er, family. The couple is due with their second baby this year, making a big five-year-old daughter, Bodie, an elated future big sister. It was just announced on Extra's Facebook page, Boy Meets World ben, star Ben Savage proposed to his girlfriend, Tessa Angermeister. Deadline.com reported yesterday, William H. Macy is joining 20th Century's Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, starring Owen Teague, Freya Allen, and Peter Macon. West Ball is on, is on board to direct Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, starts an all-new chapter in the Ape Saga, peaking up many years after the conclusion of 2017's War for the Planet of the Apes. It is unknown who Macy will be playing in the pick. Let the award season begin! After taking 2022 off due to controversy, the 80 and ski. The 80th Golden Globes returned to NBC Tuesday night. EW.com announced yesterday morning the Banshee of Nearshin, which led all movies with eight nominations, struck up a meaningful friendship with Globe voters over the evening. The Irish Island said tragic comedy took home the best comedy film trophy, while Colin Farrell's triumphed in the acting category and writer-director Martin McDonough won for Best Screenplay. On the TV side of things, ABC comedy Abbott Elementary, which boasted the most nominations of any show with five, built off its enemy momentum and went to the head of the class, winning Best Comedy Honors and Golden Globes for Quinta Brunson and Tyler James Wilson. An even bigger Emmy magnet, HBO's the White Lotus enjoyed the privilege of converting its four nominations into two awards, 
one for Best Limited Series, and another for Jennifer Coolidge, who delivered, also delivered the funniest speech of the night. And then Game of Thrones prequel House of the Dragon added some surprise into the night by claiming the Best Drama Award. When Black Panther Wakanda Forever, Angela Bassett won Best Supporting Actress for her work, making her the very first MCU actor to win a Golden Globe. Her emotional, powerful speech was filmed on a camera by her husband, Courtney B. Vance. Michelle Yeoh, who took home an award for Best Actress in a Comedy, who took home a Best Actress in Academy, Best Actress in a Comedy trophy for her work in Everything, Everything, All at Once, took in the moment and even shut down the playoff music as she talked. Her co-star in the, pl- in the film, Ki Huan Kwan, who'd been a child actor in the 80s, but um, all but vanished for years, also took home a globe for press performance by an actor in a supporting role in any motion picture. His beautiful, moving speech reduced the audience and watchers to total tears. Austin Butler and Kate Blanchett won harder, well-earned trophies for their roles in Elvis and Tar. Gumero del Toro's Pinocchio became the first streaming film to get a Best Motion Picture animated Golden Globe. Other honorees included the Fableman's Steven Spielberg, Yellowstone's Kevin Costner, who, thanks to bad, a bad storm, couldn't even make the ceremony, original song winger Naatu Naatu from RRR, which beat out Lady Gaga, Rihanna, and Taylor Swift's song entries, and Blackbird's Paul Walter Hauser, who honored his late co-star Ray Liotta in his speech. Speaking of awards, Variety.com announced yesterday morning the SAG Awards are coming to Netflix. Ahead of the SAG nominations announcement, this year's 29th ceremony will be broadcast live on Netflix's YouTube channel. Furthermore, thanks to a new multi-streaming partnership, the SAG Awards will stream live globally on the platform starting in 2024. We are thrilled to embark on this exciting new partnership with Netflix, and we look forward to expanding the global audience for our show, said SAG after National Executive Director Duncan Crabtree Ireland. The 2023 Screen Actors Guild Awards, which will honor the outstanding achievements of individual actors and ensembles, will broadcast on Netflix's YouTube channel on Feb 26 at 8 p.m. ET, 5 p.m. PT. Later that day, the website said, The Banshees of Venetian and Everything Everywhere All at Once dominated the 2023 Screen Actors Guild Award nominations on Wednesdays. The two films each scored five nods apiece, tying the records for most nominations previously set by Shakespeare in Love, 1998, Chicago, 2002, and Doubt, 2008. Both movies are up for the Best Ensemble Prize, considered to be the award show's highest honor. They will compete against Damien Chazelle's Hollywood period drama Babylon, Steven Spielberg's semi-autobiographical story, The Fablemans, and Sarah Polley's look at sexual assault in a religious community, Women Talking. 
The SAG Awards are an important bellwether for the Oscars acting races, providing clarity on the true frontrunners in an award season that is overflowing with contenders. Everything Everywhere, the innovative multiverse fable from the directing duo The Daniels, received nominations from Michelle Yeoh and Kehu Kwan, both of whom also won gloves. But it showed further strength by picking up supporting actress nominations for Jamie Lee Curtis and breakout star Stephanie Husu. Unlike the Golden Globes, which celebrates its awards by genres, the SAGs embrace a refreshing number of fresh choices in the acting races. The lead actor lineup consists of all first-timers in addition to Farrell. There was Austin Butler, Elvis, Brendan Fraser, The Whale, Bill Nye, Living, and a surprise inclusion of Adam Sandler, Hustle. For Sandler, it was a big boost to the campaign for the actor, who's been passed over for acclaimed terms in Punch Drunk Love 2002 and Uncut Gems 2019. The most shocking omissions came from the Fablements, which, despite picking up noms for ensemble and supporting actor Paul Dano, saw Michelle Williams snubbed. <gasps> Instead, she was overlooked in favor of Yeo, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, Anna de Armas, Blonde, Danielle Delweiler, Till, Kate Blanchett, Tar, and Viola Davis, The Woman King. Other snubs included a complete shutout of Ryan Johnson's Glass Onion, the whodunit sequel from Netflix, Maria Schrader's She Said, a drama about the journalist who broke the Harvey Weinstein story, and Ruben Oslin's Triangle of Sadness, an incisive takedown of the of the rich and privileged. Da 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 da. It's creepy and it's kooky, mysterious and spooky. Friday, Adam's family friends scream with glee because Wednesday's series got renewed from season two. Finally, the Hollywood Reporter dot com proclaimed January sixth. Your nightmares have been answered. Netflix confirmed on Friday, January 6th, that its massive hit Wednesday will return for a second season on the streamer. Though a date has not yet been announced for season two, in an interview with Tudum, the creators and executive producers Alfred Goh and Miles Millar talked about bringing back Wednesday Adams, Jenna Ortega, for another go. The news came along with a video trailer teasing the return cue to the viral TikTok hit launched by Wednesday's dance to the Cramps' 1981 single Goo Goo Muck, which inspired users to swap in Lady Gaga's 2011 Born This Way deep cut, Bloody Mary. In the 45-second clip, perennial dyspeptic team detective Wednesday recaps being hunted by monsters, haunted by ghosts, and mocked on the internet. It's been pure torture, she says, grinning, as the sped-up version of Gaga's Mary swells in the background. And the screen reads, More misery is coming. Attention Gladiator fans, prepare to return to the world of Ridley Scott's 2000 blockbuster Gladiator. Deadline.com announced January 6th, Scott is returning to direct the long-development Gladiator sequel. The film, set years after the original film, has found its lead star in Paul Mascal. The actor will play Lucius, Lucilla's grown son and the nephew 
of Joaquin Phoenix's Commodus. Now, if you recall, Commodus was Roman leader Marcus Aurelius's son, who murdered his father, blamed Russell Crowe's character for the crime, and took the throne. Like, get ready to return to Rydal High, folks. IndieWire.com declared January 9th. Paramount is hoping its latest season will be the one that he wants, like Grease Lightning. Go, Grease Lightning. The Grease prequel series, Rise of the Pink Ladies, is racing to the streamer on April 6th. In time for you to binge it over those summer nights, eventually. Paramount Plus announced the news from their January 9th presentation for the Television Critics Association Winter Press Tour. And because there are worse things they could do, released a short teaser for the teen musical series to accompany it. The series is a prequel to the Grease, the 1978 film itself adapted from the 1971 stage musical by Jim Jacobs and Warren Casey. Rise of the Pink Ladies tells the origin story of the Pink Ladies, set in 1954, four years before the original film, and chronicles how the original members of the Pink of the group came to rule Rydell High. Cheyenne Isabel Wallace, Ari Notar Tomaso, Marissa Davila, and Trisha Fukara will play the group's members while... Chanel Bailey, Jason Smith, Jonathan Nevis, Maxwell Whittington Cooper, and Madison Thompson will play their various rivals and love interests. But Grease Fever isn't going anyway anytime soon. Paramount Pictures has another prequel to the classic film in development as well called Summer Loving. It centers on the summers Sandy and Danny spent together before the start of the iconic musical. Coming in for a landing on Theater Run Race on January 13th is the action thriller Plane, starring Gerard Butler, Mike Coulter, Yosin Ann, and Tony Goldwyn. Commercial pilot Brody Torrance saves passengers from a lightning strike by making a successful emergency landing on an island. But he learned surviving the landing was just the start. He realizes that the island they're on is Jolu, a remote area of the Philippines ruled by heavily armed anti-government militias. A local militia leader finds the passengers and takes most of them hostage. Running out of time, the only person Torrance can help, count on for help is Louis Gaspar, a convicted murderer he was tasked with transporting. They'll team up, he'll te- have to team up with them, he'll have to team up with Gaspar to save the passengers and find a way off the island. Open, also opening Friday, January 13th, is a film on the other side of the genre spectrum from Plane, The Comedy House Party, a reboot of the 1990 film with the same name. It stars Tosin Cole, Jacob Latimore, Karina Billowman, DC Youngfly, Scott Miscuti, and producer LeBron James, 
who stars him himself. In the film, aspiring best buds and club promoters Damon and Kevin are out of money and totally down on their luck. Newly fired from their house cleaner jobs, the pals decide to host the ultimate party of the year at LeBron James's enormous mansion, the site of their very last cleaning job. Deadline.com announced January 10th, Paramount Plus will roll the 20-sided dice on a Dungeons & Dragons TV series. The streamer has landed an eight-episode series based on the ever-popular role-playing game. The series project has been in development for almost a year. E1 shopped the property to potential buyers beginning in November, with Paramount Plus winning out with a straight-to-series order. It will have no connection with the March 31st Paramount Pictures film's Dungeons & Dragons, Honor Among Thieves. Barking its way onto Netflix on January 13th is the family drama Doggone, based on an amazing true tale of heroism and humanity. It stars Rob Lowe and Kimberly William Paisley. A young man and his beloved dog are separated on an Appalachian trail hike, so he and his estranged father must find must do a desperate search to find him and repair their broken relationship at the same time. Zoinks! Now streaming its first two episodes on HBO Max is the adult animated mystery comedy series Velma, starring executive producer Mindy Kaling, Sam Richardson, Constance Wu, Jane... Lynch, Wanda Sykes, Frank Welker, Glenn Hewer, Nicole Byer, Ming-Nong Wen, and Frank Welker. Jinkies! This adult spinoff of Scooby-Doo reimagines the human members of Mr. Inc. as high school teens of diverse backgrounds and how they came together to solve mysteries. At Crystal High School, Daphne is a popular mean girl who used to be friends once long ago with Brainiac Velma. Now she must do some shady dealings because of a dark family secret. Her boyfriend Fred personifies richness and Norville is a school paper striver, school newspaper striver ghosted by Velma. One day Velma gets the shock of her life when she finds the body of a popular dead cheerleader minus her brain in her locker. Velma and an unwilling, willing at first, Daphne, Norville, and Fred must find the real killer to clear her name. According to IMDb.com, this is the second show in the franchise where Frank Welker plays another relative to Fred Jones after 1988's to 1991's series of Pup Named Scooby-Doo. It also happens to be the very first adult TV show in the Scooby-Doo franchise. Due to this and a studio mandate, Scooby himself will never appear in the show. Arriving to HBO Max January 13th is the post-apocalyptic drama The Last of Us, starring Pedro Pascal, Bella Ramsey, Gabriel Luna, Jeffrey Pierce, and Meryl Dandridge. Adapted from Naughty Dog's 2013 
video game of the same name. It's set 20 years after modern civilization has been decimated. Hardened survivor Joel is hired for what seems to be a simple job, smuggling out 14-year-old Ellie from a harsh, quarantined from an oppressive quarantine area and bring her across the devastated country. What starts out as a small job soon becomes a brutal, heartbreaking journey as they both must travel the U.S. and depend on each other to survive. According to IMDb.com, Meryl Dandridge will reprise her role of Marlene from the video games. And this happens to be HBO's very first series to be based on a video game. What's also neat is that before Pedro Pascal was cast, Hugh Jackman, Keanu Reeves, Michael Fassbender, Chris Hemsworth, Harrison Ford, Tom Hardy, John Berthenau, Josh Brolin, David Harbour, Joel Egerton, Gerard Butler, Josh Brolin, John Hamm, and David Harbour were all considered for the Joel Miller part. And finally, out on DVD this week is the dramatic biopic, She Said, starring Zoe Kazan, Patricia Clarkson, and Samantha Morton. The November 18th release made $12 million in theaters. It tells the true story of how New York Times journalist Jody Cantor and Megan Tui broke one of, the gener- of this generation's most important and vital stories, exposing Harvey Weinstein's past of abuse and sexual misconduct against women. Their story began the Me Too movement, shattered decades of silence around sexual abuse topics in Hollywood, and made a change in American culture that continues to this day. According to IMDb.com, the film was actually shot in the real New York Times building and is the first movie to ever be to ever use the real offices there. And James Austin Johnson, who plays Donald Trump's voice in the film, was actually hi- hired in was hired into the cast of Saturday Night Live mainly to play the role of Trump after videos of Johnson's Trump impersonation went viral. That's all for this week's news, folks. So until we meet again, stay safe and watch lots of movies and DVDs. Bye now.